Let's do this, fellas. Let's do this. Another episode of the Hate to See It podcast. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Great. Pretty good. Good. All right. Hey, big shit. We just, just broke right now. We're literally about to come on. Boom. You heard it here first. We probably heard it first thing in the morning. Dak Prescott, four years, 160 million record, 126 million guaranteed. No trade clause, no tag clause. Dak's getting what he wants. He's not getting the Mahomes money that he really wanted, but maybe he met somewhere in the middle. He wasn't worth the Mahomes money anyway, even a notch below. Um, Jerry Jones put him in an awful predicament last year by not signing him when he should have last year. Guy breaks his leg in the most, one of the most gruesome injuries around. Um, Dak's a hard worker, family guy. Uh, Dallas loves him. Franchise loves him. Fans love him. This is a good move for Dak. This is a good move for Dallas. Um, now the ball's literally in Dak's court. Okay, we got, you're going to be assessing this for the next four years. Understand this, that they can't trade him. Obviously, why would they? And second of all, there's no tag. So at the end of these four years, either you're going to resign him or you're going to be a free agent. And you got to make that tough decision of, is he worth it? Is he going to be worth his next contract? So you have to really assess. He can't go eight and eight. He can't go nine and seven. He's got to go 10 and six or better or whatever the hell with 17 weeks now, a little bit more. Um, it, they have to win it. You have to imagine that the pressure is going to be on Dak. He's got the contract you've been looking for. He's got to produce. You got to get them over the hump. Fellas, what do we think? Yeah, I think, I think- uh, Jerry Jones, I think, said um, – the deadlines uh, make deals, but uh, I think it was a deal that works for kind of both teams. Like from what we've, this has been uh, going on for a while now. Like it kind of was like, it kind of is like the best of both sides from what we've been hearing. Cause we've all heard both sides of the story for a while. Now the injuries, we've seen the whole thing unfold before our eyes, but yeah, I think it works for both teams, but you can go ahead. Yeah. I think, um, I feel like Jerry Jones has really backed himself into a corner to the point where he had no, choice but to bring back Dak like Dario was saying like he should have he should have done it last year he would have had a little upper hand negotiating but I think when you started to look around I mean some of the some of the quarterback dominoes already fell for the offseason and Dallas isn't in the position to get get a new quarterback per se so when, when you're looking at it and the Cowboys want to compete every year for that division I mean it's not a hard division to win I feel like if Dak stayed healthy they probably would have won that division easily so Jerry Jones, knowing that and knowing that's his best option, he had no choice but to give Dak what he was asking for. He got the he got the 40 mil a year. Boom. He got all the guaranteed money in the world. Boom. And then he also had leverage and the no trade and no tag clause. That's that's leverage. That's what every guy in the league wants. So, yeah, Dak has to be ecstatic. It's just a matter of getting back healthy and preparing for a run next year. See, see here's the thing. I, I know his injury was gruesome, but there wasn't. There wasn't a muscle injury. It, it was a bone injury. Okay. So the good thing about that is that bone's going to heal. It's going to heal hundred percent. It's actually going to be stronger than what it was last year. So now he's going to come in off season. You know, they're going to have obviously no COVID. He's got to come in there. They got to hit the ground running. Um, like you said, this is a division that's wide open. It's a weak division. It's wide open for the Cowboys to take. They almost had it last year with Andy Dalton and Danuch. Um, And you saw what happens when you go down the backup route with Andy Dalton with subpar. Um, then Danuch came in and was, completely shout out JMU. Um, but he's not an NFL quarterback at this time. Um, so now you got Dak coming in and it's going to be, listen, you win division. No one's going to say good job, Dak. No one's going to say good job. Cowboys. They're expected to win this division. Barring some yeah. crazy thing from the giants or from any other, you know, that came out of nowhere. This is Dallas. If they don't win, if Dallas doesn't win the division. I think it, it's a disappointment. You got what you want. You got your guy. Here we go. Everyone's healthy barring injuries. But now when you get to the playoffs, 
you have big money contract, you're a big money player. You have to get that team over the hump. Zeke, your contract is being scrutinized as well as being Mr. Fumbles. So the, the Cowboys are paying a lot of money to their quarterback and running back. They both better produce. That's all I'm saying. I think Dak will. I think Dak has proven that he can he's do it. Receiver too. And he got he's his receivers play. out there. Um, this offensive line was real questionable last year. Dak can move around better than Andy Dalton, but you also still want to protect Dak. You don't want to put your now your your 160 million dollar man in trouble like that, like he were this year. So obviously you'd like to see him run less, but you're in a good spot, Dallas. This is, you probably feel good about your situation right now. Way better yeah. than you did the yep. other day. And one yeah. more thing, like Der- Jerry Jones, just knowing Jerry Jones, he probably kicked the tires on trying to acquire like Russell Wilson. And it's kind of happy to see those rumors be put to bed. Like there was a bunch of endless scenarios of quarterback carousel, crazy moves that can happen. And with this Dak Domino falling and him returning, I mean, that just answers another question for a off season that still has a lot that like remains to be seen in terms of where quarterbacks are going to be playing next yeah, season. Absolutely. So- I mean, outside of the offensive line, which used to be their strong point, I think Dallas is pretty set with their skill making, skill players position-wise. Offensively, they just got to build their defense and build their own lineup again. I think they, like we all agree on, I think it's their division to lose. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so point number two, you're talking about um, the All-Star game last night. Um, here's my first thing right off the bat. The game itself, I didn't really watch too much. LeBron obviously drafted it was a hell mad of a fun. LeBron drafted a hell of a team, yada, yada. If Durant played, I think, you know, obviously I was pulling for Durant's team because he got drafted my boy Randall. Um, but here's my issue. And this kind of irked me last night. And that's why I tuned out. The negativity against New York Knicks players. They were downplaying. Who was who even announcing? Is it Reggie Miller was announcing the game? Um, it was announced in the dunk contest specifically. Well, Reggie right. Miller hates the Knicks. Oh, I've heard hates the Knicks. Okay, fine. You could hate the franchise back then. Obi Toppin has been here for five minutes. Julius Randle has been here for maybe 10 minutes. Why are we hating these guys so much from the past? I get it. This franchise has been a laughing stock. What, what did he say, though? What, do you, what did he no, say? He, he kept, I, not so much with Randle. My issues with Obi Toppin, who's been here for 30 seconds. You were downplaying his dunks. You were saying, oh, well, he's too tall already, you know, whatever. It's not going to look as good. Or his first dunk where he bounced it through his legs and then he threw it down, that was the best dunk. The, uh, the the judges were like, this is the best dunk. And Reggie Miller, Dario, I, didn't, I didn't think that was that good. Who, who, what do you what do you mean it wasn't that good? Wait, it was Dario good loves to hijack the show with the Knicks. Like, no, Darius, I mean, Darius, no one Darius. was even worried about the Knicks. Dario, no, so, so the question that we had on the rundown is, what were you most impressed with, not what were you most upset with? I don't know if you read that the wrong way. I don't way give a or... shit yeah. about what you guys wrote on here. All right? That was something <laughs> I've been brewing. I was at the gym with, with Nick and Evan telling them that this bullshit. All right, stop ripping this team. This is a different team. We're not there yet, but we're definitely in a better spot than right, we were. Can a we talk about ago. the fun parts of the game? All right, no one cares so, about so, so you were so you were impressed with that nothing. was fun. I turned the game off. I, didn't I was watch. impressed. Okay. With, Ryan, I was impressed with Steph. Steph. Steph alone. Steph was in his bag, and I think him watching him and LeBron play together in the first was fun. I mean, him and Dame on the same team was just they were having a little three point contest at the end of uh, the second quarter with themselves from half court. I think they should, that should be the next, next year's three point contest should be Dame and us. They should get rid of the dunk contest. They should get rid of the dunk contest. Just shut up. Can I be talking about something that was good? Yeah. Well, I like That's how you sound. Well, no, that's how you sound. I'm fucking talking about something good that happened. No, You're whining I, about the I Knicks. Think, like the Knicks were no one's on no one's mind. Another, the Knicks were on no one's mind. That's right, when they had one player in the game. Gener- I'm gonna make a general statement about the dunk contest and I'll leave it alone. Because I think All Star Weekend's a joke from now on. My third point was, it, Let it me finish. Little... Let me finish. Vince guys like Vince Carter, guys like Nate Robinson, Dwight Howard, 
who was the guy? Was it uh, just who, who uh, blew the candle out on the back of the rim back in the day? I know you're talking. What are they gonna have? Is Gerald Jared. Green? Yeah. Gerald Green. Okay, those guys set the bar so high. I think we just these guys today they, they're running out of creativity. How much more are you gonna do? What's name dunked on two rims that were different different heights? Like, I think we've hit the pinnacle of the dunk contest. I think we gotta do try something else because it's not. It's really just not entertaining anymore. Gary, We've gotten it was so abbreviated, creative. and they had three rookies because it was because they it was they did it. Everyone said they rock. Until they, they bring though. until they bring the star power, like the stars have to be willing, like star power, like yeah. young star talent. I think if there wasn't a pandemic, I think they have and they have it on a separate. They couldn't day. do pro- they Zion. couldn't do props as much. And I mean, it, you got to work with that. It's key to this podcast. Just talk loud, everybody else is what I'm seeing. So Gary, you're whining over my last no, point five I'm seconds making, ago. Here's the point I'm making. And you're the one whining about the Knicks. No, I'm not whining. I just didn't like the I'm not whining, but yeah. I didn't you like literally the just whined. You I literally like, ignored this whole I question. I didn't and like the comment. Whining. Go ahead. What am I most impressed with? Steph Curry can shoot a three-pointer. I already knew that. Go on. I think he I think he reminded people that he's the greatest shooter of all time. I didn't dispute that. There's he's no been doing there. that all year. He's been doing that all year. I mean, some people like to make comparable remarks from Joe Harris. Oh, yeah. Steve Novak would have won that if he played, if he was in it. Joe Harris beat <laughs> Steph in a three-point competition. But okay. to answer the question, uh, what was I most impressed with? I mean, I wasn't that impressed with Giannis dunking on, on air the whole night. I mean, he bank-shotted two out of his – uh, three 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 pointers <laughs> three point attempts and if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about Giannis I mean that's him in a nutshell um that funny you, you see this, the, how happy he got on this yeah Steph's Steph's 31 point round was probably like the probably the highlight of the night I mean him just lighting it up uh Reggie Miller going 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 bonkers for him I mean I loved Reggie Miller growing up so I was happy with his analysis last night other people were upset but yeah, but yeah, seeing Steph and LeBron play together too was awesome. I mean, LeBron was genuinely happy. I mean, Steph being right there for the for for uh the LeBron's chalk toss. That was a lot of good, a lot of good photo op opportunities for the for the NBA. And you got to give them credit. I mean, they they had people don't understand like all the players like yeah we shouldn't be doing we shouldn't be doing it. But like that's like the most tuned in event behind the finals. And so, like, it was never an option not to have it. They were going to have it regardless. And I think just just scraping something together for the fans to see, I mean, we got what you wanted, a 320-point basketball game, three points from half court. I mean, the best players dunk in alley-oops. And, like, that's it was just open gym, and that's what we wanted to see, and they gave it to us. So I think you can't be too disappointed. Like, the dunk contest has been falling off for – years now so i don't think if you were expecting a re- revival off of some makeshift halftime dunk show i mean that's i feel like that's more on i wasn't thinking of a re- revival sure, you, just, <laughs> sure, you just made me think of something where we've well we've all been talking about is like what happened to the sunday showcase where it was like 12 2 or 12 that. 3 6 and then the night game where there's like four or five games so like i don't understand like that was, was, we yeah. don't have that anymore. Like there, there's no like I don't understand. Especially now with football season done, I think they should take advantage of that. That's what they used to do back in back in a couple. Was it 2012? When the NBA was actually you know with LeBron and Miami and Yachty and the Celtics and Knicks were good. It was 12, 2, 4, 6, 8, and 10. You literally sat down from noon all day and you watch basketball. It's back to back to back to back to back. The NBA Sunday Showcase. I don't know where that is. Now there's only two games. College basketball is getting it too. 
the NBA needs to wake. I think the NBA needs to wake up. I mean, they 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 normally reserve that for like major holidays where they know people. Yeah, are that's right. Home. But... So like they did they do it on they did it on Christmas this year still. Yeah, and, um, I think most recently they did it on MLK Day too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they it's there's no they're just they're just generally trying to work back to what. It used to be so like i mean you have to just bear with them yeah, the scheduling hopefully come next hopefully come next year resembles I hope so. what we're used to but but also the thing with that is the more big market teams that are good the more big names that are good that helps them you know what i mean you see you know a highlight like a Knicks, like a new york miami brooklyn new york something like that brooklyn 76ers so there you go um, with your Utah Jazz hate again. <laughs> I kept it to the East, so I didn't I'm even say joking. the Lakers. I'm just joking. All right, uh, we moving on. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, we have... So go ahead, Chu. You got it. Yeah, we were gonna move on to talk about just some updates with the Jets and the whole quarterback situation. I mean, obviously at this point, we still don't know who's gonna be quarterbacking for the New York Jets this weekend. Um, this next co- coming season. Um, I think the consensus from the fan base is a, it's either going to be Zach Wilson or Deshaun Watson and nobody else. And if it's somebody other than those two people, we're going to gather pitchforks and storm one Jets drive in Florham Park. Um, just some updates. I know John McClain, he's pretty the most plugged in uh, source with the Texans. He was saying the Texans actually have been answering calls on Deshaun Watson now and he says he believes that it won't be the Panthers it won't be the Bears he says that if the if they're going to deal him it's going to be to the Jets or bust and so that's a little bit of an update just uh I mean a lot of the reports coming out last week were that uh uh Houston was still holding firm on not wanting to trade Watson or even answer the phone uh so that's there's progress there and then I just wanted to touch a little bit about Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas's press conference he did last week. I mean, he alluded to wanting to build by the draft and not sacrifice a bunch of picks for one player, as well as he also looked a little more noncommittal on the status of Darnold. Whereas if you asked him a few months back ago, you would have heard that Darnold's a franchise quarterback and yada, yada, yada. He says that Darnold essentially, if they – if they call, he will answer. And they, he said the same thing about Jamal Adams before he traded him. So I just wanted to kind of touch on, do you think if he's bluffing and he's really thinks he can build this through the draft or can he not resist the, the under 25 franchise quarterback stud that is Deshaun Watson, Ryan? I think, I think he's can't resist it. I mean, I don't see it. I'm in the belief that I can't, see anyone else but Deshaun Watson being the Jets quarterback at this point. I, that's how I've been progressing this for a while now. But I think Douglas has done a good job. I, I trust you with how you're saying about McLean and uh, how he's the most tapped in for the Texans. Because I, I, last I saw was just something I think I floated or I talked, uh, I sent to our group chat or whatever about that they were willing to let him sit out 2021. But, I mean, we you got to be careful around this time. We're around the draft before everything trades all this. There's a lot of smoke being sent all over the place. But I think, yeah, I think you can't go and not get Deshaun Watson if you're the Jets. And to echo your point about not not getting, I mean, this time of year and smoke screens, I mean, the Zach Wilson hype train has fully, fully left the state, fully left the station. I mean, it's just off the rails. Dude, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're expecting this even... guy to be like, I mean, to me, honestly, when I watch, when I watch Zach Wilson – the two quarterbacks that come to mind, like right off the bat, are like 
a Baker Mayfield type player or and a and a Johnny Menzel type player when, like, right right out right out of college I mean not obviously not the same exact playmaking as a Johnny Menzel but like just the ability to throw on the run elusiveness but I feel like you're just people He's are my just fifth quarterback people are just sleeping on Justin Fields like yes how, how are we how are we ignoring the resume that Fields have and I, I understand like I honestly wasn't one of the people that are high on on Fields throughout Fields, the season but that was com- that was in comparison to Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Now we're comparing him to everybody else, the regular pack. And we're sitting here like, I mean, look at his, look at his resume. He's a proven shoe. It's actually, it's actually very comparable to Deshaun Watson's resume minus the national championship win uh, in terms of wins, losses, touchdowns, to interception ratio. And I feel like people are just like major Over, yeah. overly sleeping on him just because they've seen that, Oh, Ohio State. Ohio State quarterbacks can't, can't put out quarterback. Okay, so can B, BYU put out, put, out, put out quarterbacks? I mean, if you yeah. look at the strength of schedule, and I'm sorry I'm ranting here, but it's been irking me, but the strength of schedule, BYU, the best team they played was an 11th-ranked Coastal Carolina team. Anytime, Coastal, Coastal Carolina team. That's not Michigan. Michigan could have beat Coastal Carolina. Awful Michigan could have beat Coastal Carolina. Michigan State could have beat Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and they lost. So I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to tell everyone listening, like, bro, pump, pump the brakes, man. Every year we build up these two guys to be one, the shit and the shit one A, like, and it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, Mac, Mac, I mean, Jones isn't getting enough credit. We yep. still don't know. Trey Lance is a nice developmental pick. I mean, there's. A I have those guys. three guys. People are sleeping have, on Mac Jones. People I are have, sleeping. Yeah. For just for me personally, I have Lawrence one, and that's who I was comparing Fields to the whole time. That's why I was that. What I've let, let, Fields let, say. Can I finish this? What I was in the middle of saying. I was yes. I was stopping. And then, off. and then I have Mac Jones as three, and then I have Trey Lance as four, and then. I don't understand where this came from. I'm I'm 100% behind behind everything you said, especially on the Fields train. I love Fields, but I just don't think he's on a level of Lawrence. But I still think he's a really, really, really good. I mean, he threw for six touchdown passes on Clemson's defense. That's not Coastal Carolina. Yeah, while he was injured, while he was injured, you, I mean, that you not, like, the, is that game forget forgotten? I don't know, but now there you can go ahead. If you look at if you listen to as, ESPN, as, as you, don't, you don't hear anything about him. So I'm just saying, I'm just telling Jets fans to mentally prepare yeah. themselves for the pick because I feel I can already. Yeah, they're gonna go now. nuts. They're gonna I go can nuts. Already see it now. I could already. They're see gonna it go now. nuts. Chewy, if you go quarterback, you you so you would rather Fields obviously over Wilson, right? If you that's, say that's go what to. I was re- getting ready to allude to. Yes, yeah, yes. Me I mean, too. Okay. Uh, other than the other than him holding the ball too long, like everything else in his game. I mean, he's more mobile. He ha- he's he's a tougher quarterback. He's not. He's Dude, not, he throws he, a beautiful ball. He's like. The, he's been like. He's been like a kind of a combination of all. He the does, he's not a. He's not a three car garage. Already has it made before he's going to NFL type quarterback. He wants to be good. My so. goal mm-hmm. is to have a three car garage. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. I'm a big car guy. All right. Let me go. Let's go back to the original question about Sam Darnold. I think obviously, if you're Joe Douglas, I think you're stupid not to entertain discussion for for, for Sam Darnold. But let me. Let's put it this way. If you were to release Sam Darnold right now, how long would he be a free agent for? What do you think? 
0.01 seconds. I think a team with boom, two seconds. I think people in this league see potential in this kid, and he's yeah, no, they know he's been in a shit situation. So to put all your eggs in one basket, I have to make this trade for Deshaun. I have to. I'm not all in on that because you now have a competent coaching staff, a competent offensive coordinator. If you build around this kid, what if you already have your answer in your in your own backyard already? Now, I get it. His contract is going to come up. That's going to be something to talk about. But don't trade the whole farm. It's not that you have to trade the whole farm. If the Jets had, say, a another quarterback back there, a backup that's not an NFL starter, that can't be an NFL starter, we already know that, then, yeah, you got to go all in. But to say that you're it's, it's, it's Jets or bust, it's Deshaun Watson or bust here, I think that's really well, I overstepping. Said, I don't think yeah. he said No, I agree 100%. And I also want to say the, the closer we get to draft day, I feel like I feel like it puts Joe Douglas even more so in the driver's seat. Um, the number two pick is the most thing, the most valuable asset the Texans can get back. And once the and once the Jets make that selection, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's well, let, it. Let me say this about the, the Texans right now with, uh, you know, the preacher. Um, the longer Watson, the closer we get to draft day, the more pressure gets put on the Texans because he might sit out. Now, you have Casario, who has seen the way Bill Belichick has run an organization. Casario did watch while the Patriots made a lot of big moves, um, but he never actually had to make those tough decisions. He's now in a tough decision. He has It's, it's up to him. So I'm interested to see how he's going to play this. He could sit back, call Watson's bluff, and say, okay, go ahead, sit. You know what I mean? And, and if he can't – if I'm the Texans, if I don't get everything I want for you, I'm not – I will hold on to you. Because whether I – if I don't get what I want – and I trade you out of spite at this point, but I really That's think, stupid. If, but Ryan, let's think about this, right? I understand where you, I know exactly what you're saying, but I just think, I think they can get, they can get a, an offer that they can take for Watson. I'm not and settling. I'm it. not settling for the show. I'm not, not settling. settling. You're not I'm, settling. They're there. You've seen the offers that have been like floated around there. Yeah. But they're, I'm saying they're value. They're valid offers. Oh, they are valid offers. But on the other hand, do you, as if you're the Texans, and if he you, doesn't want to play with you, why are you going to keep playing this pissing count? This, I think the closer we get to the draft, the more the like you guys are saying, the pressure goes on them. I think they're going to have to make a deal. I think he will sit out, and then if he sits out, whatever, he'll sit out. I, I mean, if, listen, the pressure is going to be on Houston, but you got. I think you got to make sure the deal is going to be good for both for, for both of you, for you especially. If I'm Casario, yeah. you can't just they, you yeah. can't give it. I mean. I think they're making – I think most of the offers we've seen have been very good deals. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, There's let's move on. Let's move on to the Giants uh, made a couple of roster moves. Ryan, do you want to uh, right, delve into that a little bit? I mean, it's kind of overdue, but Tate's gone. Thank God. We all knew that. I mean, J- Dario finally hopped on the bandwagon after I've been telling him for – since the day he was signed that it was a bad ordeal. But that's how Dario and those – Real giant fans like to proceed. I never they thought Golden Tate was gonna was gonna replace Odell and produce Odell numbers. I never said that. So you could you could take that. You could stop putting words. I didn't. Say, I didn't say that. I just said. I just said it was a bad thing from the get go. You said, "Oh, it makes sense." He's that you you Darry. Your narrative changes as the Giants make. No, it moves. doesn't. We yeah, all just, know just this. Like yes, it does. Saint, just like you're a Saints fan. What? That is not what we're talking about. I'm saying your narrative changed. When when we signed move. Tate, I so said. Giant- Go ahead. No, 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 I can't even defend no. myself. I'm getting ready. I can't no, defend myself. Yourself, defend when yourself. we signed Tate, I said, all right, he's a veteran guy. He's been around. I always thought he was a punk, but I said, okay, he can help us. Right? Is that a wrong statement to say back when he signed him? He can help us. He can't. He didn't, though. He didn't, but it's at the okay. time, why would I think he's not going to help us? At least produce. Showtime Tate. Receiving. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, he sucks. He was hey, he was and Dario, Dario, the whole thing of trading Odell was like he's a big contract. He's a diva. Da, da, da. You brought in someone who's who first his first move was get four game suspension for a PED. He didn't even play a snap. That's more than Odell who was on crack. And then he's fucking fighting with people. He's how yeah, much shit did he cause? Has this, he been more of a, a jerk off than I Odell? Agree. Yeah, and, he's been, he's, he's, he's spent more time off. And the, the whole up. point of trading Odell was to get rid of his big contract, and we and only save we only save four million. By signing Tate, the deal only ended up netting us four million. So how do you how can you defend a guy who's that brain dead and thinks that's a fucking they, so yeah, but you, you do also, have to yeah, but you're missing. Hold on, you're just you're, you're just establishing the contract end of it. The players we got back. You're saying we're, we weren't a better team overall. Tom, hold on. No. If you're going to talk about the trade, talk about I, the no, entire no, no, no. I'm not talking talk about, about the entire trade. trade. I'm not talking about the trade right now. I'm saying that's why we trade Odell. That was a whole no, reason we trade Odell. Say, oh, we still have that. We haven't had a thousand yard receiver since we let let go of him. Okay. And our offense is ranked 31st, and you guys are blaming that's our issues. We got one, we got Jabril Peppers and a 17th pick. We could have got more. There was more on the are table. You, but Gettleman, Gettleman wanted to stick it to him and fucking send him to Cleveland to die. I don't, I don't think you, I don't think that's we, there was there was been reports that there was more on the table. We're gonna stick it now. Maybe Gettleman liked maybe, maybe, the no, maybe it was, the... maybe it wasn't maybe they didn't want to keep it in the NFC. Maybe I think it was the 49ers had there's right. You want to see, you know, you want to see before four years opposed to every two. But still, I think if you're going to judge the trade, do not just look at it, Odell, for Tate. I think you need to look at the entire trade in general. The Tate thing is separate. Don't come. But I'm saying that Tate was, Tate was, and and, no one player can replace an Odell Beckham Jr. I know that, but but you're using the same money. That's why I was, that's why I was so against the movie. It's wasting the money. And now look at where in cap hell. Because we wasted money back then on stupid shit. Speaking of cap hell, what's the, what's the rumblings on, uh, Leonard Leonard William return right now. He's he's fighting for uh, his tag. If he, was a I, D-end, I, if he was a D end or a D tackle, I think, last he's, a D, year. I so think he's, he's considered a D tackle. It depends yeah. on where you have majority of your snaps, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think he so was he's a D tackle majority. For that. He's fighting for that. Yeah. It's close. That. He's fighting for that, and that's going to affect because they might end up tagging him. But I I saw some shit that he was liking uh, fans' comments on him returning and shit. Listen, so I think, I, he's I, think back. I, I don't I don't see how and I'm a DG. I'm a Gettleman guy, and like you just said, I think it would look really, really bad if we didn't re-sign him. Yeah. At I this would, point. And I, and I think Camp knows that, too, as well. Which oh, is, yeah. yeah he which has is to why know. they can ask him. Which he is why to, they can ask I, for the world. Dar- so, Dario, what, what would be too much for Leonard Williams in your mind? I think if he's asking for above 20, I, I'd let him walk. I'd keep Tomlinson. I like Tomlinson better. I, uh, yeah, I would say. And he's a little younger, and he's from 18. I, like the 18.5, 19.5. I would, you know what? I, I, I could see him getting 20. But anything more than 20, I think you'd have to say, okay, we need to reevaluate this. Because they, I you think never. They just tag him. He, he has never. Yeah, I think he's never replicated this season before. No. This is the this best is season he ever season. had. Yeah. So now I'm going to say to myself, okay, is it a fluke or not? And then you know what? We tag him. And then yeah. he has another season. Okay, well, what do you want to do? And then, then, yeah, you, then you come then back and take him yeah. from there. So, I'd rather ta- before we give him twenty mil, I'd rather tag him for a one year deal. And yeah, and not and not, be, and not be locked in. But then you look like a genius if you do give him the money he wants and you give him a long term deal and he's a man. So you know, I don't trust him yet. But I, I think well, he's I, I think he's trending in the right direction. You know, why would you? Since we're so, talking about Odell, we saw him and Saquon training together. I mean, they're, I think they they were good friends. That's what that's what always pissed me off. I thought they would have been a nice duo. They just didn't have a chance with Eli that one year. It was just – if they gave him more than one year, I think it would have been a different different yeah. duo. We would have seen a lot of fun times with those two, I think, on the field. Sucks. But uh, 
we can to move into my rookie uh, minute. We got upcoming rookies. I'm just gonna talk about some guys like because I watch a shit ton of college football. So I'm just gonna talk about some guys that stood out to me or guys I like looking in, looking uh, names. I'm hearing a lot from draft people, stuff like that. But just to start off, I'm talking about two uh, edge rushers out of the Big Ten, uh, Hoodie Pay out of Michigan and Jason Owe out of Penn State. They're both very raw, talented. Uh, I know Away because I'm a big Penn State guy. I only played like 20 games, but just watching him, he was a dog. And he, they're both very raw, athletic, talented DNs, pass rushers that in the right schemes, they in with the right coaching, they can be menaces to the league. The society. The those, are, those are just two guys. I'm starting uh, at the end of my 20 rankings, and I'll go up as we go on throughout the week, come closer to draft. You time. know, pro fo- you have, you, I saw you have um, Quiddy Pay on here from Michigan. Yeah. I do. I did notice Pro Football Focus does have him going to the Giants at eleven in their mm-hmm. mock draft. I have him at my twentieth. I like. Guy, listen, not, he's projected top fifty or nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah. I have so my nineteenth guy. He would fill a hole. I mean, you, the, the Giants need an edge rusher. Uh, but then on, on, on CBS has uh, Jalen Waddle going to the Giants at eleven. Mm-hmm. So just real quick, we were talk, I, just talking about the Giants. Where do you think the need is more than draft wise? Uh, I mean, I was seeing some Galladay rumors today. He might not get tagged, but I don't know how it works. I don't think you can get him and Williams. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts that are gonna have. These to are the free agents unveil. right now. You got Allen Robinson, Chris well, Godwin, the, the, the tags. You gotta wait till the tags. Yeah, come you out. That's, the tags come That's out. supposed to happen tomorrow, but it might get moved uh, back. I still love a hey, big Kyle Pitts guy. Just put it out there right now. I think the love Giants him at 11. love him at eleven. I, I don't like him. I like him a lot. Because I'm done with Evan Ingram. Is anybody? I want no, Devontae Smith. I The only reason I don't like Pitts at 11 is I want Friar Muth at 42, but that's a different story. Um, I think there's yeah. not that much of a drop-off. But I like – I like. I think they should go offensive. I mean, I like – Not that much of a drop-off? No, I'm saying, I mean, there is a definitely a drop I think Pitts is a wide receiver. I think he might be. I don't but think Pitts, he's going to make it. He can mix it up. He's a wide receiver in a yeah. tight end's body. He can mix yeah. it up. He yeah. can block. He can, I know. He's a, he's a I know. Like, he's literally Dude, he's has a, the Darren Waller pro comparison, I think. Yeah. All right. He's my second overall Big prospect. Really. I was going to get to it. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying. Okay, okay. okay. We, I, we, I, I misspoke, yeah. Too many, too many yeah. of your tricks that you got up your sleeve. But no, I just think, like, they can they, for the need with the Giants, I think they can get – I want Devontae Smith. He's my guy at 11 right now. Oh, if Devontae Smith is there, you take him over Pitts. I agree with that. But if, I think if, I, if, if, I'm the way I'm looking at. It, I think Pitts and Chase are gone, in my opinion. Yeah. And then I would want Devontae Smith, but I like those. It doesn't mean I like those guys, but less. I like those guys a lot, but that's just what I'm thinking. It's going to reach us. But um, you guys want to touch on anything else before we uh, wrap this up? I think we're good. Um, I think that was. I think that was it. I think we covered everything. Um. We'll see what happens this week with anybody else going to get signed. Um, I basketball's heard getting going again. basketball's getting tournament time, getting going. We're going to have the Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. all, all the tournaments coming up. Michigan um, Michigan to win it all. Yeah. I like them to win it all. Me too. Thursday night, Rutgers. Go are you. But, yeah. All right, fellas. Good night tonight. Hope we'll see, we'll see everybody later in the week.